0: welcome back to the objective truth podcast i'm your host joel salguero i'm sorry guys for not being pretty consistent with the uploading of the episodes um the coronavirus and everything that's been going on recently um i got kicked out of my dorm room uh because of it Uh, i had to relocate back with my family uh just a lot been going on just a lot has been going on so I'm kind of getting back into things, you know, Classes started back online. So I'm going to try to be more consistent with it and trying to make sure that I have enough content. Um, The researching for this too takes quite a lot of time. I try to make sure that I understand everything going on and um, I I get the most objective and pretty much unbiased facts out there or statistics. So it does turn out to be quite uh, an extensive search for these things. Um, on today's podcast episode, what we're going to be talking about is the truth about Nordic countries. Uh, recently, there's been a lot of um, debate about whether the Nordic countries are really socialistic, or whether their governmental or their governmental or economic models are socialist. Essentially, um, candidates such as uh, Bernie Sanders and Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio. Uh, they're big advocates for these countries. They have uh, huge government programs, huge welfare programs, uh, universal health care, um, you know, uh, all these large programs that they essentially want to establish here into the United States. Uh, so I'm just going to go over a little bit of what that means, a little bit of um, what it essentially means to be socialistic, and whether these countries really live up to that definition or if they don't. All right, so starting off, the Nordic countries include Sweden, Norway, Finland, and Denmark. These are the four uh, countries that are considered Nordic, and these are the countries that most uh, progressive left people look towards when they're making their debates. Uh, So socialism, uh, by definition... It is a political and economic theory of social organization that advocates that the means of production, distribution, and exchange should be owned or regulated by the community as a whole. Um, and as I'm going to go through these, we're going to see that these countries don't really have that socialistic um Reform when it comes to their economic models, that's where the big uh, difference is in these countries. They have these policies for certain social welfare programs, but they don't in regards to um, just their economic reform. So what I'm going to do is that I'm going to go through each of the countries, and we're just going to look at what type of uh, minimum wage laws, if they have any at all. And the type of ways that wages are essentially negotiated between the workers and the companies. Um, so Sweden, Denmark, Finland, and Norway, they actually all use something called collective bargaining. Collective bargaining is essentially a way to negotiate wages and other conditions of employment, such as um, healthcare, um, you know, vacation time, all that stuff, uh, by an organized bodies of employees. Essentially, in the United States, we see these as unions. Uh, Unions essentially are groups that negotiate uh, for the benefits of the employee or for the worker. Um, In the United States, they're not as strong as we're going to see in these Nordic countries, where they actually all use collective bargaining. And what collective bargaining essentially does, and the reason why it works in these countries, is because they don't have minimum wage laws. They don't have a federal law that is saying you have to pay employees regardless of what work they're doing this amount. Essentially what this means is that unions have strong power. The reason why unions are not great in the United States is because of these minimum wage laws. Employers could just say, okay, well, I'll just pay you minimum wage and you should be good with that. Whereas unions, they negotiate so much with the employees With the employers. They negotiate based on skill levels, they they negotiate based on um, years that the employee has with the company. They negotiate on a lot of factors. And that's one of the great things about these unions, especially when they don't have, as I mentioned before, that minimum wage law. So, because these unions are able to directly negotiate salaries, That's just a direct line where they're able to effectively communicate with the company to what workers want and to what they think that they deserve. Um, This is something that I believe we should really take into consideration when looking at these countries. Because when when a government starts to regulate how much an employee should make, that's when it gets a little muddy. That's when it gets a little in the gray area. Really, really we don't really want to see a whole lot of that in the United States. And um, I just think that this uh, collective bargaining system is a lot more effective. And, uh, you know, uh, time and time again, on the uh, happiness index, uh, these Nordic countries came up coming up in the top because... Employees are able to negotiate their salaries. It's because of this. And because of also the extensive social welfare programs that they have. Now, I want to talk about uh, Norway a little bit more in depth. Now, Norway is one of the leading countries when it comes to being environmentally friendly. Uh, But there are some contradictions to this. Uh, Norway is uh, on a large collection of crude oil, which makes about 15% of GDP and about 37% of the country's overall exports. Now the country has said that it wants to lower its carbon emission by 40%. And it also gives sizable chunks in tax reductions for citizens that have electric vehicles. However, when you really look at it, the money being made by exporting oil is essentially what helps it pay for these socialist programs that they have, uh, the universal healthcare and such. Um, So, while yes, Norway is leading in environmentally friendly um, changes and it's continuously doing that, you have to really think about the oil that it is exporting. It's making a little bit more than a third of its overall exports. Now, the amount that it is exporting... All these other countries are using it and burning fossil fuels. So it's kind of a contradiction. While, yes, they're pushing the innovation for what it means to be environmentally friendly, they're also dealing what is hurting the environment in the long run. Uh, And now we're going to look at uh, countries such as Sweden. Um, Sweden, from 1850 to 1950, the GDP of Sweden went up eightfold and taxes were lower than 20% of the GDP. Uh, far lower than anything in the United States, actually. Uh, then later on, during 1974 to 1994, Sweden created large governmental welfare states. And because of that spending, Sweden actually went from one of the fourth richest country to the 13. During this time, wages were stagnant for 20 years, making Sweden's economic crisis come back up with free market reform which they've been using ever since in fact sweden has a national corporate tax rate of only 21.4% the other nordic countries so norway has 22 denmark has a 22% as well and finland with 20% and when you look at all these numbers you might be thinking that's actually quite a lot but It's 21% for the United States. And all of these corporate tax rates are for the 2019 physical year. Um, So when you really look at it, these corporate tax rates are almost the same, even in these so-called socialist countries. Um, So for certain politicians to say that they should be pushing corporate tax rates, it's not really that. If we push corporate tax rates... That means that the company is not going to have enough to reinvest into its company. A lot of money goes into research. A lot of money goes into development. And it's because we have these 21% um, corporate tax rate that they're able to reinvest into the company. That's why you see a lot of big companies like Amazon, Apple, um, all these huge tech companies making such tremendous strides uh google you know they're they're pushing out a lot of innovation because they don't have so much to pay in taxes now uh, a wise man once said you have to make a lot in order to spend a lot you know actually i don't really know who said this but you get the point these nordic countries got rich off the free market and in turn realized that with this money they could create safety needs safety nets for those in need now do these nordic countries really have a socialistic governmental system not really uh, in my opinion i would categorize these as compassionate capitalism these countries have great social programs that were funded and are still funded by a free market national corporate tax rates are very similar to the United States. They have no minimum wage laws, strong collective bargaining, and high individual tax rate, which helps run these huge social welfare systems. And essentially, to wrap it all up, it's best summarized by an interview from Adam O'Neill, an editorial writer for The Wall Street Journal, when he asked Finnish president if he leads a socialistic country, which he replied with, no, God bless. So I hope this has shed some light into, essentially, these Nordic countries. Um, You know, a lot of politicians are going to try to persuade people that they have universal programs that are funded by corporations and the government gives it all and all that. Um, These countries are almost, if not a bit more capitalistic than the United States. Um, They have a system which is very much deregulated but they make these social programs such as collective bargaining such as these unions that are able to negotiate for the the better of uh the employees and the people in these countries um so that's essentially it these countries are not much different than ours even uh, presidents of these countries say that they don't run socialistic countries at all. And we have to remind and we have to remember that um, socialism is essentially the step to communism, which I could get into in an, an, another episode of it's, its disasters and its flaws and why it just doesn't work at all. Essentially, they run a capitalistic economic system in these countries so if you hear anybody saying otherwise now you know why now you understand the workings of these uh, countries it's just high individual tax rates that can sometimes reach up to 50 percent of a person's um income uh, going into the government to then pay for these social programs so you have to really think about it and uh, ask yourself are these countries is the government really providing these programs? Or are the individuals just paying the government to give them these programs? Um, and I think that is the question which truly answers if they're socialistic or not. Uh, I hope this has shed a lot of light about these Nordic countries. Um, remember to always reach out if uh, for any episodes that you guys want to hear. I am always, uh, always wanted to hear feedback as well. I'm trying out a new routine where I'm just writing bullet points and kind of saying my speech as I go. Uh, So hopefully this has been better than the first episode. Um, And reach out. Make sure you say topics you want to hear and uh, I'll make an episode about it. Thank you and uh, stay safe out there.